Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to an episode of the In the Black podcast. You can be anywhere else, but you decided to join us tonight. Yes. It is me and the homie Crush. Yes. You notice by looking at the screen and listening to the sound, there is a voice missing. Yes. I don't know whether to be excited that he's not here <laughs> or to be feeling some type of way. But in all I mean, honesty, gentlemen, keep our brother and his family yes, uh, lifted up in prayer, positive vibes, all that. He's doing the same thing everybody else is doing, ducking and dodging the Rona. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, hope y'all don't mind the light skin take over tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. Uh, We're here. Much love to our brother, our brother O. Um, and he will be back uh, very soon. Um, and you know, we look forward to uh, diving into some uh, some really uh, meaty topics and maybe even breaking down what is really going on with NFTs. Yeah, brother. Because you know, um, you want to learn more about the In the Black podcast, you can head on over to our website. Uh, since we don't have the particular graphic because our dark skin <laughs> wonder is not here tonight, <laughs> I'm going to just shout out the actual address for the audio listeners and the folks on Please. Patreon www.intheblackpodcast.com right hand corner or your left hand corner become family tab scroll down you got two options you can either donate directly to our cash app dollar sign in the black pdcst or what we would prefer you to do is to become a member of our patreon account there's a number of tiers there's a number of ways that you can actually contribute again we're looking to build a bigger better more sustainable yes. platform and the only way we can do it is with your financial assistance Indeed. and all that off the cuff shit that we spit for 30 something minutes just a few minutes ago and before each show as a patreon member you get first dibs on something that nobody else may nobody. ever outside of you nobody. so again we appreciate you and we want you to join and become a member of the family man please do please crush my topic bro i don't i know you're not a sports guy and i think that's the funny thing about this particular broadcast tonight, <laughs> man. you got the sports guy on i read up the hip-hop head of all <laughs> hip-hop heads on this platform tonight. <laughs> no, I, I got I read a topic, and my man got a hip-hop topic. So I know, I know. Go for great, it, man. Go, go. go. Uh, I mean, no, I, I get educated by y'all all the time, and the issues are very relevant, so go for it. Yeah, yeah. So Nick Saban, the coach of uh, the University of Alabama, uh, and Kirby Smart from Georgia University. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them just coached recently in the national championship game where Georgia topped Alabama, not to, to surprise many folks. Georgia <laughs> was the most dominant team this year, so it wasn't surprising. But pre-game, pre, before they actually played the championship game, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart were both asking about about. NIL. NIL is name, image, and likeness. 
essentially what that means for the people who may be hearing it for the first time is the athletes can essentially use their name, image, and likeness to secure funds and finance. So they can go out and get endorsements. Exclusively. 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 That goes directly apart to from, them. Apart from the school. Apart from the school. So many schools are up in arms about it because what is happening is a number of athletes have left one school to go to another school because people in that area have offered them a large NIL contract. Uh, one young gentleman, I wish I had it pulled up, left one school to another school because he was going to get a couple hundred thousand for his name, image, and likeness. Uh, I have zero issue with <laughs> young people doing this. I am all about people. I'm all about labor getting paid mm -hmm. for yeah, labor. Me too. Uh, and I found it fascinating that Nick Saban mm. and Kirby Smart, both uh, two white men who coach predominantly black athletes, both came out and said that they were concerned that this would become an issue and a problem uh, that kids would end up leaving one school to go to another school for name and vision likeness. But Kirby Smart nor Nick Saban have ever complained about predominantly white coaches leaving one school in the middle of the year at times to go to another school chasing the bag to get a larger contract. But now that this is something that is actually affecting, you know, could potentially affect their schools. And then again, you'll be surprised. I would be surprised if I ever heard of an athlete, a star athlete leaving Georgia or Alabama to go to another school because of NIL, because typically you're going to be on TV more with these particular mm -hmm. schools. You're going to have you're a better presence. Yeah. You're going to make more money you're for gonna, that school. You're going to make more money. And ultimately you're going to be likely to go to the pros. So this won't be something that will directly affect either one of these gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, but I just found it really fascinating that they came out and they have issue about that crush. What the <laughs> hell is going on, man? <laughs> no, this is fascinating. Um, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, young people, especially at this point in uh, college football's, uh, Era, uh, you know, because I, I, I've heard about this issue for years, and I, mm -hmm. and I was actually, and, and to be, I confess my ignorance. I was actually surprised to hear that these guys um, were not making money to the point where some were even prohibited. Yes, or somehow signed away, already signed away their nil without even knowing it, and which yep. sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> um, <laughs> very familiar for some reason. Um, you know, I uh, I did not, you know, I didn't, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that there will be predatory practices in any kind of business structure, especially when involving um, endorsement and ad money. Um, that's always, uh, you know, that, that's always a very enticing carrot uh, for, for, for many businesses. And they'll put um, your children's health up for that ad money. Mm -hmm. Now that the ad money is flowing to them, now that they're given the choice to exploit and benefit from their name, mm -hmm. Im image, and likeness, um, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's not an issue. Uh, you know, the, the, the issue is going to be with your uh, with your local economy. Um, whatever you know, whatever you know, the, the, the those other schools that entice those students, you know, that was a plan. 
that mm-hmm. school, that school got together with their local yeah. business and said, look, cough up. Look at these guys. It's going to be and let them do that. And, and, oh, yeah. So I see this. Yeah, this is going to be a. Well, do you think this might lead to some uncomfortable relationships between schools and businesses and corporate? I think, I think it's going to lead to uncomfortable relationship between schools, right? Between schools. Between schools. So, particularly if you see a rivalry school entice an athlete to leave their particular school to go to another school using NIL, I can see it being that thing. But I think what's going to ultimately happen is. Because only certain schools make it to primetime television, right? Right. All big schools, Division Cone Colleges, typically will play in their local market. But it's only a handful of schools that will make it to the national market. If those players begin to leave the big schools to go to Deion Sanders Jackson State University type of ordeal, right? then I think it can be some corporate pressure onto the NCAA to make some changes on that level because the NCAA agreed to the name, image, and likeness component, but they only agreed to it to it because they didn't want to pay college players. They decided that they didn't have the money to pay college players. So they said, okay, well, we won't pay them, but we'll allow them to get paid. So I think they don't realize that they created a bigger monster by allowing them to get paid because one of these, a couple of these guys like NFL players will have their own sports agencies, right? Like for instance, Tom Brady has team 12, Hmm. a sports agency and they'll have their own agency where they'll hire agents to monitor and to, you know, they're just running the business. So Tom Brady's company actually went to a college player and sign that college player to a name, image, and likeness deal. So you're beginning to see how other athletes and teams are going to be pulling and using their power and resources to ultimately, I mean, this is Tom Brady, pro athlete, Hall of Famer, GOAT, yada, 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 went and used his agency to recruit a player who's playing college ball to sign them to a name, image, and likeness deal. I think it's brilliant. I think it's ingenious, but I also think that the NCAA at some point in time is going to be like, oh, hold on, time out. Uh, this is this is too much money. Too much money. Just too much money floating around. Too much and money. We're, yeah, not yeah, going, yeah. we're not yeah, getting it's like, it's like, like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. where's my piece? Where's my piece? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I see that, that you bring up a good point because yeah, they may have allowed them to Hmm. I wonder if there's a little caveat in there somewhere. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, because I, you know, you can say that in one line on the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, you will be allowed to benefit from the, from the, you'll be allowed to be compensated from the contracts. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. But I feel like there might, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, yeah. And listen, man, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are the two highest paid college football coaches. In all of college football, I know definitely Nick Saban is making multi-million dollars a year, right? One coach, uh, Chip Kelly, left Notre Dame to go to LSU. This dude signed a 10-year deal that was worth like a 100-plus million dollars. 
access to the team's the, the, the university's private jet to the university's private resorts that if he gets fired from this job he gets a guaranteed lump sum guaranteed a month but these are the same dudes man who are complaining about athletes having a name image and likeness deal where these athletes are making a couple thousand dollars just to be able to survive a semester That's in the, college right. where they're putting their life on the line and it's insane and, and saddling their and saddling their future family with at least 10 years mm -hmm. of debt i mean yeah. I, I i i i guess they they i guess i, see, I, see, I don't think they want to go through that shit. they don't want to they don't want they do not want to lose a I mean, can you imagine Howard losing a player to Hampton? Oh my God! Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, if any of those, if any of those, I mean, I'm speaking just from speculation, but true. Are, are, do you think these coaches are afraid that they will be losing players soon, or have oh, they already absolutely. lost players? They haven't lost players, but two of the top recruits in Florida that in that are within Florida State's region, right? decided not to go to Florida State. They actually decided to go to Deion Sanders coach Jackson State University instead of going to Florida State. And I mean, these are two of the top recruits in the nation that were going to either go to Florida State or Florida. They decided to go to this little known, right, historical black college. And people are up in arms because they feel like this is something that they've never seen before, which is not true. We've had star black athletes go to historical black colleges mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah, but yeah. the difference is now you have this name, image, and likeness like component where these cats can go to these black colleges, man. And you can make a couple of dollars from some of these black boosters, and, bro. I mean, and I ain't mad at you. Do you think the schools may? Do you think the school will, will also kind of have an ancillary benefit? Because like, I think you're implying yeah. that the NCAA may have to make room for for these states for prime time. Am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Jackson the State the on prime time. At Jackson State on prime time. Now, if you start getting enough in these recruits. Like Dion's team went eleven and one this year, and they lost in a bowl game. But he has—he was on all of the national sports shows. He was, you know, getting all this publicity, and for him to recruit. And the fascinating part about it is, is that he starred at Florida State University. <laughs> starred was the man, right? Hall of Famer, all those things. When Florida State University needed a head full football coach. They refused to interview the one <laughs> Deion Sanders. So he decided to say, okay, when Jackson State University calls, I'm going to go there and turn them into a powerhouse at a historical black college while Florida State continues to spiral down the toilet bowl and just mm -hmm. fired a coach again. So I guess, oh, yeah, he, so, I mean, I, I guess he always had this, this NIL issue in his head. From then. Yeah, yeah. And schools that have big boosters, right, will figure out a way to use those boosters to pay players. I mean, it's not like it's a new phenomenon. Players no, have been yeah. getting paid under the table for years. Yeah. I mean, not too long ago, probably about five years ago, Rick Pitino was the coach 
the head football basketball coach at Louisville, and they were having strippers come on campus and having you know sex with players that they were the college was paying for. So it's not a new <laughs> phenomenon, right? Now it's just being in the public eye. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just the transition is phenomenal, man. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal transition. It's going to be a lot of money. No, no wonder that uh that, that college ball that college ball game is coming back to the PlayStation. Right. <laughs> and crush before I toss it to you and your topic, that has been one of the things that some of the players have said. How much money can I get from, particularly from a star athlete that you want to use in this game? Is EA Sports? going to pay me for using my name, image, and likeness. It's going to get it's going to get tricky, bro. It's yeah. going to get tricky. It's going to get tricky. I can't wait. Young uh, yeah. brothers, turn that Apple card over, man. Yeah, I can this is it's gonna be a glorious thing. It's gonna be a glorious yeah. thing. It's gonna change college ball forever. I mean it, it's it could be a there, there could be a real domino effect. From something yeah. like this, you know, in terms, especially for the HBCUs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, a, a much. I mean, there are some schools we've never, never seen. Never. never. Yeah. So it's gonna be a good thing, man. So, Crush, what you got for us tonight, bro? What's 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 your topic for this evening, bro? Man, I heard something very interesting, and I know how you know how we have. Uh, We've talked about our general feelings about how Hollywood uh, and those related to Hollywood want to handle our stories. Sure. Um, but this one, every time this comes across my table, I have to bring it to, to the attention for at least a little bit of analysis. But um, headlines have just uh, broken that Lauren Hill has been named as executive producer for an Amiri Baraka documentary that's coming out tomorrow. 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 Yep. Uh, details, details, details. Yes, uh, Ms. Hill. Sorry. The life and legacy of the late poet and activist Amir Baraka is now the subject of a new documentary. And the new documentary, which is called Why Is We Americans, uh, offers a look at Baraka and who is often regarded as uh, the most forthright, one, one of the most forthright authorities in Black American art history and culture. Um, he was uh, acclaimed for uh, his expression of black experience uh, through poetry, such as uh, It's Nation Time. Uh, the, the film, which gets its title from a poem that he, that he performed on Deaf Poetry Jam, ironically mm -hmm. enough, uh, takes an in-depth examination of his family, focusing also on his widow, artist, and activist uh, Amini, Amina Baraka as a guiding light. Good. There's also insight given to the tragic murders of his daughter, Shani, uh, as noted as one of the first openly gay black activists. And his sister, yep. uh, Kameko, as well as the rise of his son, poet Ross Baraka, who we know here, of course, in D.C., to his current position as the mayor of Newark. Uh, the film will also look at the city of Newark through the decades as its black community felt the impact of systemic oppression through local government policies and law enforcement. Uh, Ms. Hill is among those interviewed in the documentary, which is also directed by Udi Aloni and Ayana Stafford-Morris. Uh, she shares executive producer credits with uh, Owen Wooferman, and uh, Ross Baraka is also interviewed, along with his daughter, uh, Amandla, as well as Larry Hand, uh, the chairman of the People's Organization for Progress. Mm. 
Yeah, it'll be opening on the IFC Theater in New York City on January 14th. It'll be slated to run at the Pan-African Film Festival in Los Angeles, being held in, being held in April. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, to, for me, the news wasn't so much about Ms. Hill, but the mm-hmm. fact that the fact that I'm hearing about an Amiri Baraka documentary this week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> and that's literally, listen, man, that was literally the first thing that popped into my mind was like, why am I just hearing about, hearing about this? this. <laughs> like, did, they did a marvelous job of keeping some of the wraps, but I'm not quite sure why they God. kept it under wraps. Because we, listen, people would have. This is something that people wanted, would have wanted to know. First, I typically side eye anything coming out of Hollywood that is about one of our black heroes, right? Right. Because they typically do a bad job. One-sided. The difference difference with this particular story is, for one, it's a documentary, right? Documentaries typically will focus as much as possible on the truth component and not so much on entertainment value. So I'm looking forward to it for that. Then, the fact that it has so many of his direct relatives involved all the way through the process. When you have yeah. his, his his wife, Roz, you know, his daughter, all these people who are close to him, who knew him. And it's not just about him. It's about Newark. Right, yeah, and I think that is the part of the story that I'm like, man, Newark finally gets an opportunity to yes. have their story yes. told, yes. right? Uh, and there's mm. people who are never heard of a Mary Baraka man who are going to hear about his genius mm-hmm. for the very first, first time. time, yeah. And I am looking forward to that. That that excites me and, more than uh, anything. And they uh, they may also know why they uh, think of Newark a certain way. Just uh, this whole time, yep. um, you know, Newark has been going through a, a quiet renaissance of sorts over the past eight, eight, nine years. Um, you know, there have been some real progress made in the city, in, in that city. Um, they have a long way to go, um, but there have been uh, some really notable young black leaders, um, community activists. Uh, you know, young political point, uh, political appointees, who um, you know, they 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 uh, they stay focused on their city. I don't even know their faces. I know they're doing things, and they're doing things for Newark. Um, so this is um, a definitely indicative of where uh, a, a, a good, a, 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 a great omen of Newark's yeah, yeah, future, yeah. and yeah, I guess yeah. the future of you know. Our, our sense of activism in our communities here. You know, um, this isn't the only story that needs to be told. I think Newark is a shiny, is a definite microcosm of how bad shit can get for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. A, a yeah. complete microcosm of that. And to flip that around the way they did and to still have black people in, in the mix. <laughs> The way they are, because I, I, for sure I thought they were going to push everybody out. Yeah, yeah. somehow. Because because from Newark, man, Newark has had a 
a black eye and a negative view and perception unfairly in many instances for anyone who's ever lived on the East Coast, right? You know of Newark, typically based off of the stereotype, it was a place that you wanted to avoid for a number. I mean, what didn't that that, that horrible movie? What was it? New, New Jersey, Jersey Drive. Drive oh that came. It, it, the only good thing about I mean? that was the soundtrack. Back when a soundtrack was a soundtrack, bro. Back when a soundtrack but, was a soundtrack. But, but that that movie did not help the image. It didn't of, help the image Newark of Newark at all. No, no. So for years it's had that image. And it's good to see that they're doing this documentary. And I think with the people that they have doing, it's going to highlight the historical aspects of it, but it's also going to shine a bright light on the transition that a predominantly black city is making. And I, I look forward to seeing that. Plus, man, again, uh, people don't know who Mary Baraka is. And I just want people to be able to hear someone who is beyond dope. Yes. Uh, it's be incredible. It's going to be dope, man. So I'm it's looking forward to it. And the fact that Lauren Hills, I love the fact that she's attached to it, right? Yeah, me too. I, like I think she brings a level of uh, notoriety to the film. Uh, and I would like to see it hit more film festivals. I think that would be fascinating. I know. I, I'm a little disappointed that it's not. Uh, it's just not coming out on Amazon Prime tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, as we all know, um, Prime is in a dead heat with Netflix for diversity. Uh, so, uh, but then again, maybe Prime is talking to uh, talking to Baraka's family now because, um, because I'm sure when we break this news to people, they're going to be just as surprised. Like, yeah. what? There's a, a documentary on, on, on Baraka coming yeah, out really. tomorrow in New York City yeah. in in Los Angeles. Like, okay. Um, but uh, I, I I I really look forward to. It. I'm very excited about it. I mean, I, I'm not I really. I'm actually not surprised that Miss Hill's involved. Um, no, no. I'm not surprised. Especially she, with Newark, man. She she uh, she cares about her. She cares about her city. She cares about her state. You know, she cares about her. She cares about black people very, 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 very deeply. Um, yeah. So she, you know, so this is probably the only uh, film project you're going to see from Miss Hill for yep. some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her yeah, commitment, she ain't getting back in Hollywood, man. No, I don't see no. This is as close as she's going to get in a film about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know I, mean? I, I can, I, I can really appreciate. And it's that. dope I, to yeah. see a a a, a legendary MC mm-hmm. be in an, uh, or a legendary artist because I don't want to lock her in just to being right. an MC because she's more talented, even though she's only dropped one album, we can have the discussion, all that, yada, yada, yada. But it's dope to have to see someone who depends heavily on lyricism be the executive producer for someone like a Mary Baraka, man, who, bruh. Do you, uh, do you, I mean, I know this is a hard thing to ask, but do you anticipate anything from, any, any a certain sentiment coming from the children now? No, man, I'm really interested to to hear the children. Like, for one, Roz Baraka gets, he gets a lot of credit for his innovation that he's done doing there in Newark. But he also gets a lot of criticism, right? But like most politicians. But I think I'm really interested to hear about how they talk about 
the, the deaths of his sister and daughter within the context of his story. Yeah. Like the activism component that they were both involved in. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see, like I'm really looking forward to seeing this documentary because I think it's really going to be one of the ones where it's going to allow people to see a side of the civil rights movement that didn't get and doesn't get like the civil rights movement, unfortunately is always classified as a Southern movement. Right. Yeah, Cause there's always assumption that everything was all good here. All good up, up North. But then when you <laughs> see stories such as they're going to portray in this one, mm-hmm. you'll get a broader sense of, Oh yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Shit was, oh, no, was, no. Shit was not all good. I mean, and then they, they want to go a little further up North uh, <laughs> into parts of New York. You get a whole other story up there. You know, um, yeah, this definitely shines a light. You're right. This definitely shines a, a, a big spotlight on the civil rights movement in the North, the yeah, civil rights yeah. movement on the East Coast. You know, yeah, yeah. it was, it was uh, the, the atmosphere, same objective, completely different atmosphere Ooh, boy. because because there were all these presumptions. There are all these all these theoreticals that we thought were in play. No, no not really. No. Yeah, yeah. You can make it a law, but you can't, but you can't change culture with law. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's an important part. And I think that's what I we're going to I guess Northerners change with law. You know, I don't know. And I think that's what we're going to see. I mean, <laughs> hopefully they show, you know, the times where Dr. King and, and Brother Baraka actually engaged in some yeah. of their discussions and shared viewpoints and disagreements. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's I think it's a, a phenomenal opportunity for people to get a glimpse of what things took place from a different perspective. Yeah. Right. As, as Dr. King Day comes rapidly and. Everybody gears up for service day where they want to go yeah. out and clean shit to celebrate Dr. King. <laughs> you know, it's just I, I just look forward to seeing Brother Baraka's story shared on yeah, it's coming at the right time. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. I, hope, I, can, I hope Prime uh, gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black people should be going to New York and LA for yeah. MLK Day. Okay, go to New York and LA, go to the IFC theater, see the documentary, and, and learn and learn about someone that we we, we need to learn about. True. I mean, you know, it will be yeah, it will be interesting to see if uh, if, if uh, Dr. King had a certain perspective of the North that maybe Mr. Baraka informed him on. Could be. I know of one story that they actually met hmm. in New Jersey. They had a conversation, and one of the things that they t- said was, "Brother Baraka had a large." group of younger people who were interested in the movement. Hmm. And one of the, the the contentions with Dr. King and primarily the Southern movement was their nonviolent stance, right? It wasn't as if these young people were looking to initiate violence. Right. That's not the case. But what they were standing for was like, yo, we are tired of watching us 
get our heads busted to the white meat, it's time for us to fight back. Mm -hmm. And so Brother Baraka and Dr. King had some discussions about that. And it was amicable. It was mm -hmm. a shared perspective of, you know, overall loving black folks. Mm -hmm. But it was just like mm -hmm. Dr. King left the meeting stating that he connected with those young people on a level that he hadn't connected with black folks in a long time because of the mm -hmm. passion and zeal of those young people. Because remember, down south, it was a largely older crowd, but you had the yeah. SCLC. It was it's just a different movement, man. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think the uh, the southern culture even uh, allowed had that much did not uh, have the inclusiveness to allow the children to be involved. That involved, yeah. which might be a terrible assumption, but. That may have been the case where where the children did not feel they were included or a part of the movement. Sure. Um, um, maybe there's a story that to, to contrast that, but I can see what he means if he met some kids from Newark, passionate about Just black people, and then blowing him and then blowing his mind and have him rethinking or slightly tweaking this uh, this nonviolent stance, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is such a thing as, you know, uh, defensive yeah. uh, defensive fighting. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing that when we think about Dr. King that we're going to see all day Monday is the emphasis on his nonviolent stance. As if he just woke up one morning and said, you know what, I'm going to continue to let people bust us upside the head and not discuss the struggles that he had with his own nonviolent stance, right? Like the Birmingham bombing that killed the four little girls and severely injured the fifth. He was down in Alabama when that took place. And that wasn't something where he was just like, we got to have a nonviolent type of response. It was a struggle there. You see, I think, I think, I think the biggest lie we're telling ourselves about Dr. King is that his nonviolent stance was not a code. It was a compromise. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, said, guys, yeah. you know, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. But but we but this is the only thing that's gonna probably allow your children to go home after this protest today. We're going to have to say this stuff. We're gonna have to act yeah. this way. So maybe your children can go home tonight. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is terrifying. And sure. as a man, and as a man must be the hardest. And the biggest pill to choke down, to As hold back, to hold, to hold back your instinctual yep. nature to, to defend yourself, children, to defend yourself, and to, to protect children. Sure. That's an instinct. Sure, sure. sure. To hold to to suppress that. Yeah, yeah, and there's layers to it, right? Because you yeah. think of yeah. down south during this movement, white terrorism from the Klan and other folks was it. Bruh, it was an all-time high. You had sundown towns where you couldn't go. I know. Kind of you you can't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a, yeah. You, that type of terrorism that the, the families and adults face down there, I can understand why they gravitated towards a ideology that didn't allow their children to get lynched. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense. I, I struggle with it from a 2021 perspective. Yeah, right? I, know. I mean, but I dig but, it. I but you know, but you know what? But you know what? But a part of me, a part of me has to think that you know, 
that Dr. King um, was also being that the nonviolent stance was also a military strategy. Agreed. And that all good military strategies are temporary strategies that need to adapt and change. Sure. But I guess he didn't. What well, I guess what he didn't count on is you know how much uh, the uh, the other side would love 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 hearing it whenever you say nonviolent black people because mm -hmm. that's the when you because <laughs> that's that calms down that, that keeps everything calm and then and everyone is and everyone is uh, everyone is uh, not terrified and on edge when that's exactly what you need to be mm -hmm. for what you, for what was done to a whole was race of people. You should be terrified. You should be. You should be scared. You know, yeah. So I mean, you know. So I. So for Dr. King to say that, that was the bravest thing, but it was not a code. That was a compromise. It's a compromise, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the In the Black Podcast. Thank you. Rush. Any final thoughts, brother, before we chime off? Man, uh, that's my send a shout out to my big brother O, and uh, shout outs to all my, my all my artistic brethren. We, uh, uh, you know, you know, I have to get around to this L. Uh, I, we do have an album coming out tomorrow, please. Um, called <laughs> called Volume Two Heavy Water and all the SPs. Um, so uh, just uh, everyone, please stay safe. And uh, we have a nasty storm coming this weekend, so uh, batten down the hatches. Man. You know, if you have a cow, you better lock it up <laughs> because there ain't no milk nowhere. They don't milk nowhere, brother. Luckily, I'm not a baby, so I don't need milk. But if you have babies, if you have babies, you know, Man. you better start lactating. Yeah, you better ain't, start ain't doing no something. Because, bro, <laughs> all the bread is going, the toilet paper, and the milk. <laughs> bro, and it's Thursday. The storm ain't hitting until Sunday night. And y'all already stocking up. Y'all should be ashamed. <laughs> Oh man! My final thoughts is the same, man. Same thing, man. Just prayers and shout outs to O and his family, man. Particularly yeah. his family who have to deal with his whining ass all this week while he's sick. Multiple uh, bonnets. I mean, multiple oh. bonnets. Multiple sweat bonnets. bonnets nasty, stinky bonnets that sweating out, man. <laughs> you know. So shout out to O and his family, man. Particularly his wife, man. Listen. I'm yeah, praying for your sanity, sister. You know what I'm saying? Hold, yeah. be strong, be strong. You know, just, I mean, if you, if, if, if you have to, get earplugs. Please, please. If you we'll have put to. a muzzle on him, one of the two. A muzzle. <laughs> a muzzle would be perfect. A muzzle, a muzzle. Not, well, no, he might like, he might like the game. Yeah, he might but, like no, the But no, put the, put the muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Crush, where can they find you at, bro? Man, they can catch me on Instagram as usual at SP Methods or at the Orange Crush with a K. And you can find me on all of your favorite social media platforms, man, at Elgin Bailey. Uh, thanks for coming through. As always, informed, intelligent, and the black. And the black. Till next time, family. We out. Hey. This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. Hands <laughs> down, one of the this best is. podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. Fredericks, what up?
Your brother black up me, Richard. Listen. In the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. He don't like that, the fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, the whole whack. It falls, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Resting them my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he, bro. Man, a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast. Y'all mess with this. Like said, they're my cheat. Who no need so effortless? I listen them, I learn. Man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting, current event. Everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts. Bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement. Listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin. Power that's so unsettling. Bright in the stars. Bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. He don't like that before. In the black podcast, they on top. Who looks at watch? Black up here, chat me down. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. He don't like that before. In the black podcast, we all lost. The whole of them can't. None of them can't. Just like that, Yes, 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 yes,